morning, powerhouse. I trust that you're all doing well and are not afraid of all that's going on, that you're trusting in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Because our God is strong, our God is big, our God is a healer. And with that, I'll encourage you as your pastor, please wash your hands. 20 seconds is important, okay? Yeah, do what you got to do. Uh, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. My name is uh, Pastor Noel O'War, and uh, I'm thankful to God that you chose to wake up early, an hour earlier, and come and spend uh, this time with us. This is Powerhouse Christian Church. If you're new here, uh, three words that describe what we're about. Impact, devote, and impact, develop, devote, that we are a people who want to connect with the love of Jesus, to be impacted by the love of Jesus, and we want that as we are being impacted with the love of Jesus, that we impact others with the same, and we want to continue to develop in our relationship with him, to grow deeper in our relationship with him until we are fully committed. That's what we want. And so we want to welcome you this morning to experience that love of the Lord Jesus Christ. I also take this opportunity right now to welcome our Bridgewater campus who are joining us via live stream and anyone else who's watching via live stream, we welcome you. Will you welcome everyone who's joining via live stream? This morning we continue in our series from the book of Matthew chapter 5 from verse 1 to 12, Take It or Leave It. Matthew chapter 5, from verse 1 to 12, we call this series, Take It or Leave It. And uh, please, let's turn to Matthew 5, and let me ask us to stand as we read Matthew 5, from verse 1 to 12. Matthew 5, from verse 1 to 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. We ask, Heavenly Father, may you make these words so powerfully meaningful to us. Transform our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats. This is the third message in this series. 
called Take It or Leave It. The first message the Lord told us to take humility and leave pride. Last week, the Lord told us to take comfort and leave coping. What is Jesus teaching in this text? Jesus called his disciples to him. He sat with them by the mountainside, and he was teaching them about the kingdom of heaven. He was teaching them about this new kingdom that he was preaching about, telling them that when you come to this kingdom, you will experience blessings. In other words, you'll experience a fulfilled, satisfied, complete life in this kingdom that he was teaching about. And he said that in order for you and I to experience blessing, this fulfilled, satisfied life, there are certain things that we need to pursue. These are the things he's teaching us to pursue. Last week, I mean, the first week, he told us, pursue poverty of spirit. In other words, pursue dependence on God by acknowledging that without God, you're poor to do anything that will help you experience satisfaction. You cannot do it by yourself. You and I need to rely and depend on God. Then we talked about pursuing humility. That it, we need to be a people of humility to leave pride behind. Pride is the first step to a big fall. Humility leads us to experience the blessings of God. And today, we're looking at verse 5 of Matthew. In verse 5, Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Take meekness and leave madness. Take meekness and leave madness. The word meek means a lot of things today. You know, for most of us, maybe it means some submissive passivity. Maybe it means someone who lacks a backbone. You know, that, that person who is timid. You know, that, that person who is a, a doormat and the, the strong walk on them at will. It's not attractive. You, you don't want to be that kind of a person. I did a quick Google search, and this, it, it returned this definition. It said, Google said, meekness means quiet, gentle, easily imposed on, and submissive. Now, submissive here is used almost as a weakness. Because Google gave me this sentence as an example of meekness. Google said, I used to call her Miss Mouse because she was so meek and mild. I used to call her Miss Mouse. You know, you want to be called Miss Mouse? Like you are the mousy, you know, weak person. Is that what Jesus was trying to teach when he was telling his disciples that 
The kingdom of God, if you want to experience the blessing of the kingdom of God, you should be Miss Mouse. You should be that gentle doormat who doesn't have a backbone, that timid person who is easily bent out of shape and twisted by life circumstances. What was Jesus saying when he said, Bless are the meek, for theirs, for they will inherit the land. The word meek, as Jesus used it, was used to describe a horse or a stallion that was trained for battle. The Greek used it, the ancient Greek would capture a wild stallion, powerful and fast, but wild, mud, filled with madness. He would just do whatever he wanted to do. And they would bring this stallion for training so that it would be useful for battle. This is how they would train the wild stallion. They would, a rider would get on it. And the wild stallion would like back the rider off. Get off me. I don't want you to be on me. Get off me. And the rider would get back on again. And the wild stallion would be like, get off me. Would back the stallion off. And they would do that several times until the stallion was broken and was submissive to the master or to the rider. Now, they did not break the power of the stallion. They did not break the speed of the stallion. They did not break the strength of the stallion. What was broken was the will of the stallion. So that the stallion was able to submit to the master. That means, therefore, that the word meekness is power under authority. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is power that is submitted under the authority of the master or the rider. So the soldier or the master would get on his, on his stallion and would take it where they needed to go for battle. A wild stallion was not ready for battle because it would do whatever it wanted to do. But a meek stallion was prepared for victory. Meekness, therefore, is a military term. It is not. It is far from being mild and mousy. There is courage in meekness. There is power in meekness. There is strength in meekness. But it is strength, power, and courage under control. Jesus himself Let me just So meekness is a refusal to succumb to the possessive madness of reaction in the face of constant onslaught. And I will describe that a little bit. I know I said many words. So as we go, 
as, as I go deeper in the message, you will see what that means. Meekness is a refusal to succumb to a reaction. Jesus himself, Jesus described himself as meek. He said this in Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I, listen, I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus described himself as meek. The word gentle, the words gentle and humble are translated in this text as meek. That Jesus, I the Son of God, who came from heaven, I who created the heavens and the earth, I am meek. I have my power under authority. Therefore, Jesus is able to help those who are struggling with meekness. What are some of the things that... Have you ever caught yourself those days when you're tired and weary? How do you tend to react or respond to things? I found out that when I'm tired sometimes, my fuse is very short. Like it won't take much to explode. I don't know about you, but I have to be very aware, self-aware on those times when I'm tired. Are you familiar with the acronym HALT? H-A-L-T? It stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That's a recipe for disaster. When you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Because at those times, your fuse is short. That's the time when you can react to someone who maybe is criticizing you. Do you remember those times when your reaction was disproportionate to what happened? If you look back, you're probably going through either you're hungry or you're angry or you're lonely or you're tired. And you did not react. You you did not have the ability to control your reaction or your response. You acted like a wild stallion in madness and did and said crazy things that you probably was, 
You know, now that you think back, he said, you know, I, I regret I did that on that day. When you, I regret I said those things. I, I wish I had some filters in my mouth. Those are not the things I intended to say, but they just came out. I lost control. Jesus says that he has the power and the ability, when he says, come to me, he has the power to help us deal with our madness. Science has revealed that uh, we have this, uh, they're called, um, they're called uh, reflective neurons. They're like a mirror in our brain. You know, we, we mimic emotions of people who are before us. So if someone reacts in anger, because of these reflective neurons in our brain, we are able to, to mirror someone's response. So if someone reacts to me in anger, the natural human reaction is to react back. If someone is depressed, the brain mirrors that depression and you begin to feel depressed. If someone is passionate and excited and happy and go, yay, you know what the brain does? It's like, man, we should be happy and excited because the brain mirrors that. What I'm trying to say is that the natural human operating system, your IOS, your operating system, your internal operating system is not meek. It's not given to meekness. Your natural operating system is given to reaction. It's given to madness. You cannot do it on your own. That's why you look back sometimes and you wonder, how did I say that? I knew I was not supposed to react that way, but I just did it. Man, I, I've even memorized Proverbs uh, I've memorized Proverbs chapter 15, verse, verse 1, that says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I've memorized that word. I know it. But how did I react in anger? It's because your iOS is naturally given to madness, not meekness. So, Lord, how then do I leave madness and take meekness? What should I do? Because if, if naturally, even my brain is wired that way, what should I do, Lord? That's why Jesus was still sitting with his disciples and teaching them, he says, I'm teaching you, I want you to go against the natural human reaction. All of, this, all of these uh, beatitudes, Jesus is teaching us to go against what your natural human response or reactions are supposed to be. And Jesus is saying, I am going to give you the power and the ability to do so. I am meek myself, Jesus said. 
And I invite those who are weary, those who have madness within them. I invite them because this is what I do. Jesus says, I will give you rest. Rest means I will give you the ability to respond and not react. I give you the ability to take responsibility and not just react and say, if that person did not do this, I would have not done the same. But I will take control, I will take responsibility of what I do with any situation that is thrown at me, a situation that can potentially trigger something from within me. Jesus says, I want to give you that help. King David knew about God's help. He says in Psalm 32, verse 8 to 10, quoting God's promise to us to help us to be the kinds of people who are meek. He says, this is what God says. God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding. Do not be like that wild stallion. He says, I don't want to be like that. I will train you. I will teach you. And he says, I will do that with my loving eye. Now, that is an archery term. Those of you who, Pastor Rob, you've been doing archery, right? Those of you who, who do archery, you know that you need to first aim. Find the target, aim. Steady. And then let go of the arrow. I've been to hunting once with a friend of mine. And the greatest skill I learned in hunting was learning to breathe, to control my breathing. Did you know that when your breathing is not controlled, you will see the target, but you will not be able to aim at it? Do you know that when you, don't, when you don't learn to breathe and someone quote-unquote attacks you, you not be able to see the target and learn how to respond. So the Lord here is saying, I want to come and help you fast to aim. I don't want you to be the kind of person who will shoot and aim. I want you to be the kind of person who will aim fast. Breathe before you let go of your response. 
In other words, God is saying, when you are confronted by a situation, breathe. Take time. Get a steady stance before you release anything from your mouth. Sometimes just take three breaths. Before you respond. I have found that to work so just that very simple uh, technique has helped me so much. Sometimes I just look at someone's eye and take three breaths because I know myself. I'm a passionate African. Very passionate. If you meet people from my tribe, we use hands and everything when we are explaining something and then the volume goes up. And sometimes what I'm saying is lost in the translation of the heat of the moment. Like, don't talk to me like that because I don't want it. By the time my hands are like this, I've learned to just, sometimes I literally sit on my hands. Like, literally. I would sit on them, take three breaths before I say anything. Because I don't want to say anything that will escalate the situation. Jesus says, I want to train you. So, what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to show up for the training class. Show up for the training class. And then submit to the master's training. Let him tell you what to do in every situation. I've already mentioned, learn how to control your breathing. Design when and how to respond and design what to ignore. He will tell you when to, what, when to respond and he will tell you how to respond and he will tell you what to not respond to. Yes, you don't need to respond to everything. You don't have to respond to anything that comes at you. There are certain things that you just need to completely ignore. Choose the win strategy, not revenge. I want to hit the target. That is the win strategy. Revenge is, I will just shoot my arrow, I don't care where it lands. No one wins in revenge. Everyone loses when you revenge, when you choose revenge. As I was thinking about this, 
one of the things that came up in my own life is, um, as I was asking myself, why do I react sometimes? I found out that one of the things that triggers the reaction is our woundings of the past. Woundings of the past that have not been dealt with. You know, when a wound is not dealt with, it is buried, and it is buried alive. A wound that is buried alive grows, and it grows into something septic and begins to infect the whole body. How do you know when you have a wounding from the past? When your reaction to a situation is disproportionate to that particular situation. Maybe you come home and if you're married like me, your spouse asks you, how was your day? Just a simple question. And maybe because you've had certain, you had issues in that day and certain things in the past, you probably like, what do you care about my day? Why are you even asking me about my day? Do you even care? The question was, how was your day? It's just a simple question. It's like, my day was great. Maybe that's usually an easy way out. My day was fine. Or, you want to sit down? Let me give, you, give us a drink, and I tell you how my day was. It was a pretty horrible day. But when we react disproportionately, it means that there is something deeper buried inside. And when Jesus says, I want to teach you and train you. He says, I want you to go, I want to help you to go and deal with that thing inside of you. That pain, that shame, that fear. Remember when you're a child, you're abandoned? And you've always felt lonely, that people, maybe you felt rejected, you felt unloved. I want to go in there and deal with that. Because when that is not dealt with, you will overreact. You will act in madness. You'll be out of control. But I want to be able to make you the, like that stallion ready for battle. That has power under control. You're not just some loose cannon. Reacting and acting madly. 
So he says here in, in Psalms 32, verse 8 and 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit or bridle, and they will not come to you. Jesus says, do not be like that. Jesus says, come to me. Come. Show up. Let's have this conversation. Don't be afraid. I'll help you. I will walk with you. I will give you rest, he says. I'll bring you to that place where your power is under control. You're not the wild husband, the wild wife, the wild employee. You're not the angry child, the mad grandfather. But you're one who is safe. And people know that I can talk to this person. It doesn't matter how intense the conversation gets. But they have this ability to just control. Because they have come under the power of the Lord Jesus Christ the master rider. The promise here is when we are meek, he says, you will inherit the land. He said, blessed are the meek. Blessed are these people who have their power under control. They will inherit the land. What does that mean? Jesus was quoting from Psalm 37, verse 11, where he says, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. He's going back and giving them, pointing them back to the promise that God gave the children of Israel, that I'm going to deliver you from Egypt, and I'm going to give you a land, a land that is full of milk and honey. In that land, you will worship me. In that land, you will have everything that you need. So he says that if you are able to leave madness and take this meekness, if you are able to learn to be a person who is under the control of the master, you will be able to inherit this land that I'm giving you. But when you decide to do your own things, you will die in the desert like the children of Israel who refused to be meek and they decided to do their own things and for 40 years they just wandered around the desert and they died and they did not cross the Jordan to go to the land of milk and honey. When we are not submissive to the Lord and decide to do our own things, to go our own way, to use what he has given us to, do our, to make our own decisions, we will not cross to the promised land. What does this land really mean? What did it mean for the Israelites? It meant a place where the enemies were completely defeated. The giants were defeated. It meant it's a place where the walls of Jericho came down. 
The land was a place where there was provision. It was a place where the promise of God for the Israelites was finally, ultimately fulfilled. God says that if you pursue meekness, if you pursue to have, to, to come under my control, I will promise you, I will fulfill my promise through you. In you rather, and for you. You will be blessed by prosperity, provision, and my presence. And I will protect you from the enemies. You will inherit what I'm giving you. Now, the word inherit implies something that has been willed to you and me. And in order for us to get what that, that God has willed to us, we need to come under his leadership and his guidance in every and any situation. He says, if I want to experience his blessing and protection in, for example, a relationship, I need to come under his leading and his guidance. Because if I don't do that, I will ruin that relationship by my reactions and not take responsibility. And you can, put, you can bring that in every area of life. Finances. In raising your children. How you... How you work or how you respond to situation in your workplace. So you want to bring all of those under his authority. He says the meek will inherit the land. Do you want to experience this ultimate blessings from the Lord? I want you to think back why have you been reacting? Do you know why you've been reacting? You're probably asking, Noel, asking me, Noel, what kind of question is that? When I know God asked a man called Cain, why are you angry? It's good for you to go back to that place and ask the question, why have you been reacting in that situation, in this situation, in that one, in that one? Do you want to invite the Lord to come? Actually, not even invite him. Do you want to accept his invitation? He has said, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest.
I will help you with that situation. I will heal you. I will come alongside you. And I will show you and teach you how to always hit the target in your life. That in every situation, you always hit the target. I will show you how to do that. So I want you to come. I don't want to be the kind of person who is always and hurting others in the process. So this morning, I want to give us an opportunity to choose meekness and live madness by coming to Jesus, saying, Jesus, I want to come and submit this area of my life to you. We have a little bit of time, not a lot, maybe like three minutes, to pray. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. And maybe you're there and you're saying, Lord, I really, really need you to touch this area of my life. Lord Jesus, I accept your invitation. Maybe you want to practically do that. Maybe you want to come in front for prayer. Come to the altar for prayer. And say, Lord Jesus, I am done with madness. Lord Jesus, I really need your help in this area. I don't want to be When I go and face that situation again, Lord, I need, I, need, I, need, I need your wisdom. I want to hit the target. Is there anyone out there? Bridgewater, I'm also asking you to come forward. Is there anyone out there? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Begin to give that. Think to Jesus. Don't be afraid. Just come. Tell him, Lord Jesus, I need your help. I like to inherit the land, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm tired. I'm lonely and I'm angry. I'm losing control in this area, Lord. I, I need help, Lord. So today I accept your invitation and I come. There are some people who are still out there. And you know the Lord is speaking to you. I don't want to close this before you come. I can tell that. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest 
for your soul. You'll always hit the target. And I want to come alongside you and train you. Don't stay there if you're hearing the voice of the Lord telling you, I want to be your coach. I want to be coach. And you know that there is that situation that you need a coach. So just come. Lord, we give you praise. Bridgewater, please stay with me. May I invite the prayer team, please? As you are bowed down in the presence of the Lord, I just want you to give that situation to the Lord. Tell him, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I am weary. I am tired about this situation, Lord. Give him that situation. Name the situation. Maybe it's someone you need to forgive, Lord. Say, every time I try, Lord, I'm stuck. I need your help. Just tell him that. I need you to help me, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, please help me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, today we accept your invitation to come. We ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, would you train me? I submit under your authority. Train me. Train me, Lord Jesus. I want to study your word. I want to focus on this thing and pray about it, Lord. I will do whatever it takes, Lord, to become that person that you want me to become. And so I leave this madness behind and I take your meekness. Lord, I do this in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen. 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 Come on, give him praise.